0: Well today is Super Sunday, we're celebrating everything that God has done in the church at Catford and at Lee and at Downham over the last five years and uh, I'm aware that there's probably people here that have not necessarily been to any of these other sites and so we're going to watch uh, a very short uh, whiz around the sites so you can see what the other sites look like. So let's show that video now. Well, it's been said that you can overestimate what you can do in one year and underestimate what you can do in five years. And a lot has happened in the last five years. But of course, the last five years is just a segment of the history of this church on this site. Uh, The Downham site, the Downham Church, was actually started in 1929. And originally it was in a a hut, a tea hut, for the men that were uh, building the estate. So they first met in this this hut uh, on the site here. Um, And then in uh, 1940, apparently there was a bomb blast and took the building out, and they had to rebuild, and eventually in 1950 they rebuilt this space here. And then the rooms on the outside were added later on. And then in 1979, the Downham Way Family Church joined the New Frontiers family of churches. And so over all those years, nearly 87 years now, this church has served this community in a fantastic way. And about five years ago, uh, the Downham Church was around about 100 adults and children on Sundays in one meeting. So just put up your hands if you were here five years ago. Well, quite a lot of you. Well done. You've been on quite a journey over these last five years because in December 2010, uh, the church temporarily closed down. And those of you that were here at that point remember going over to Catford and uh, being part of the Catford church there uh, for about three months while this was all being refurbished. And uh, then they... March 2011 started again here as part of King's Church with a new site pastor, Ben Welshman, and uh, they got going with the new kind of Downham site. Uh, Martin Alley and Ruth Alley also played a very important role in transitioning from the old Downham Way family church into King's. And so it's been a very eventful five years. We are now in two meetings, uh, somewhere around 200, 220 on average coming every Sunday. Sometimes we're over way over that sometimes over 300 on special occasions and so there's been a lot of growth and a lot of change. Uh, We've also added in things like Rainbow Rhymes which Jess Welshman started in January 2013 which attracts somewhere between 60 and 120 adults and toddlers every Friday morning and Lindsay continues to run that group uh, and it's very very busy and serves this local community in a fantastic way. So currently, this church on this site is bigger than it's ever been in its history, which is wonderful. And a bit later on, Steve's going to share with us where we're heading in the future, but I just wanted to spend a few minutes looking back a little bit and giving thanks for what's happened in the last five years. And we're going to look at Joshua chapter 1 in a moment. Uh, Obviously, the circumstances of the Israelites are somewhat different from our circumstances, but I think there are some parallels which will be helpful to look at. And so the background to this chapter 1 of Joshua is that the Israelites have uh, been released, set free from Egypt. They've traveled through the desert for 40 years, uh, and they've had lots of uh, troubles and trials on the way. But they're they're ready now to enter into the promised land. So let's read uh, Joshua chapter 1, which will come up on the screen. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, All the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit a land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready and three days from now you will cross the Jordan here and go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving for your own. So the Israelites were looking back and uh, reflecting i guess as they were preparing to go across the river jordan they're reflecting on all that god has done in the last 40 years they had had a remarkable journey and we can look back now in a few over uh, the last few years and see some parallels so god's provision would be the first thing i'd want to talk about because over 40 years uh, god had provided for the israelites in the wilderness. He provided food, he provided water for them every day. Uh, It must have been at least a million people going through that desert and every day God is providing for them. So it was a remarkable provision and I believe that uh, being part of King's Church is is God's provision for this church at at this season in the history of Downham. Uh, This auditorium was refurbished in 2010-2011 and so it is an enormous benefit of being part of a bigger church and that was certainly one of them. There is a whole admin team behind the scenes that work in the offices at Catford that deal with finances and building maintenance and health and safety and safeguarding and all sorts of other things that most of us don't think about most times we come here. And we benefit from being part of a bigger setup uh, where people behind the scenes can be doing all of that. Uh, I think this church is a much more secure place being part of the bigger church. We have all the advantages of being smaller, uh, and yet the advantages also of being bigger. So God's provision. Secondly, there's a willingness to embrace change because the Israelites uh, were constantly on the move through the desert. They would go somewhere. They would camp for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of years. But there was always a moment where God was saying to them, it's time now to move on. And so they had to get used to change. And change isn't easy. None of us find it that easy. And there's been lots of changes in the last five years. So I want to commend those of you who put your hands up earlier. Well done for managing to go through all the different changes that have happened in the last five years. And uh, you've, you've graciously accepted those changes. There have been different emphases uh, from previous times, previous eras. There have been changes in ministry roles. Some of you, many of you have, have stepped back from doing certain roles and allowed other people to emerge. And you've been very, very gracious in doing all of that. And there have been changes in the way that things have been done. So, uh, Sunday mornings are very different, perhaps, from they were five years ago. I mean, obviously, we have two services now on a Sunday morning, and we're doing church in a different way. We've got a multi-site church, which means that often we've had videos uh, for sermons on, uh, on Sundays, and I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, and it's not always that familiar to us, but I just want to thank you for persevering with that, because actually, we're pioneering. Seriously, we're pioneering a different way of doing church uh, because as we expand, doing church that way it helps us to expand more quickly and as we add more and more sites in the future, uh, most of the services probably will be watching videos uh, for sermons or they'll be live streams to the different meetings. And actually, I think in 15 or 20 years' time, there'll be lots of churches in the UK that will be doing multi-site services and will probably be doing very similar things to us. And other churches are already looking to this church to work out how they also do multi-site. So in many ways, we're pioneering something which hasn't been done that much before in the UK. So thank you for persevering with that, and let's keep going. Thirdly, there's a willingness to make sacrifices, The Israelites made all kinds of sacrifices as they went uh, through the promised land and into the the promised land. They had to leave behind their homes. They had to fight various battles on the way through the desert. Uh, They had to go through numerous trials. And as a church, you've given sacrificially of your time, particularly those who have served uh, on Sundays, and some of you are serving twice on a Sunday through both services uh, each month. And I just want to say thank you to you for doing that and being willing to sacrifice in that way. Uh, and as a church, you've also sacrificed financially. You've given generously Uh, Not just to the work that goes on here in this particular area, but you've been willing to see the bigger picture uh, and give to something which is going to impact the whole of the southeast of London through uh, the different sites and uh, have a much broader vision of what God is wanting to do. So thank you for making sacrifices. And then fourthly, new leaders. The Israelites uh, were going through a change of leadership. Uh, Moses had died. Joshua has taken over. Now, let me make it very clear that Steve has not died yet. Okay, he's looking, he's looking all right here. <laughs> I think he's all right. Uh, so, he's not stepping down from leading King's Church. Many of you all know that he's uh, taking on broader responsibilities in the New Frontiers family of churches. So, he's more and more busy. He's more and more out uh, doing various things across the U.K., uh and uh, but he's not died yet so uh we, we he's still leading phil varley though will step up a bit more just to take responsibility across the church and because phil's doing that uh tristan newman who used to be on this site will actually lead the lee site from the autumn so that's a change which is happening on a, another site but many of you will know tristan Uh, Now, also, as we get bigger, the church is about 1,400 on a Sunday. The staff gets bigger. Inevitably, like any organization, there's more and more change uh, as it gets bigger. And some of you will know Robert Kwame, who is one of the pastors at uh, Catford, at the Catford site. He's been around for some years. Uh, He had a sabbatical um, back at the end of last year and during the sabbatical concluded uh, that his time on the team was probably coming to an end. And so at the end of this month, Robert will be leaving the staff team, and there is a celebration, and I just to thank him next Sunday evening after the evening service. Uh, so just after seven o'clock we'll be gathering together, and Robert will be there, and uh, there'll be a sort of moment where we can really thank him for all that he's done. So if you know Robert, and I may, know many of you will know him, uh, please do come across to Catford next week if you can make it. I know you'll really appreciate that. And there, of course, has also been changes in the leadership here at the Downham site. So two years ago, uh, Ben Welshman moved on to uh, be part of a leadership team in a church in Bristol, and then I came in to replace Ben. I just want to say thank you so much uh, for just welcoming Kathy and I Uh, two years ago you've been ever so warm towards us and very very uh, just friendly just bringing us in and uh, we've really appreciated being part of this community and uh, so that's another big change that's happened in the last five years I think one of the other advantages of being part of a multi-site church is that when there there is a change of leadership, you don't have to have a big gap between one pastor leaving and another pastor coming, which often happens in independent churches. Uh, We can uh, move from one leadership uh, to another quite smoothly and retain the same vision, of course, in the same direction. So as we look back over five years, it's been quite a time of transition. It's uh, been a time of much blessing, uh, and I'm going to hand over to Steve now, and he's going to talk a little bit about what's coming up in the future. So let's welcome Steve as he comes and speaks to us.
1: Wow. Well, thank you, Malcolm. It's so reassuring to be to be confirmed that I'm not dead, and uh, just what's uh, encouraged me this morning already... Uh, and also to have one of my fellow elders communicate that I'm still leading the church. This is reassuring. It's been a good start for me today. Um, let me uh, give that to you. Can I just go to the chair? Right? Uh, let me add my welcome to you. It's fantastic to see you here today. And as Malcolm said, I have the privilege of leading kings. And... Um, Wow, what's happened to five years? Hey, eh? we all look the same, don't we? Um, those of us that set out on the journey, can I add my thanks to those of you who were a part of the church that was here before that took a risk to, in a sense, die for life. And I trust that as you reflect on it overall that you have seen life. I think I warned you. Uh, I said, if you get involved with us, it will cost you money and it will cost you your time because we want to reach more people. And so it's fantastic to actually address this first meeting. And uh, How many of you have actually uh, started to attend Kings uh, since, uh, well, in the last five years? How many, how many of you have just started to come? You, you weren't here in the old church. Put your hand up. Okay, so you are the fruit of um, our, um, part of the fruit of our journey. So, but thanks to all of you. you. Um, I just want to, for a few moments now, just uh, zoom out and, and just tell you the story from a, a church perspective, a king's perspective. It's right and appropriate that Malcolm just reminds us of the journey of what uh, God has done on this site. But I want to just kind of zoom out and say, let's just look, what's happened to this, this church that we, you're a part of now? Uh, my experience so far is people very much see uh, part of the challenge of being multi-site is everyone sees it through their, their site's lens. It's a bit like having three sons, yeah? And they've all got an outlook on life, and you, you buy nicer toys for me, Dad, and all those type of dynamics. It's quite fun being the kind of father of a, a multi-site church. It's very, very different. Let me uh, focus in on a verse that um, uh, Malcolm read. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get Your provision's ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take the possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. There comes a moment in a people's journey where the command comes, move, go, break camp get your supplies, we're moving, we're we're following prophetic promise, there's a promise of land, there's a promise of territory to be taken, and God speaks, and a leader stands up and says, come on then, let's take the land, it gives three days' notice, I think we gave about three months' notice, or six months' notice, we said, come on, we're going to break camp, we're going to, in a sense, sort of move from our past... Uh, We're going to move on from our exodus and then we're going to go into promised land. We're going to believe that God has called us to do something together. And that's the journey of kings. That's the story of kings. And if you're on this site, you're caught up with that. And uh, we've reflected a lot on this quote from Bill Gates. You can overestimate what you can achieve in one year and underestimate what you can achieve in five Uh, And to be honest, as we set out on being a multi-site church, it really was a blur in the first couple of years. Honestly, if it helps you, it probably doesn't. The leadership of this church was in, it was like new territory. We were being used to being in the wilderness. Actually, we hadn't been in the wilderness. We had had a great time. But we had been used to a way of doing church. And then we set out because we would run out of space on our Catford site and ended up with Three sites and five, six meetings. I was preaching live five times on a Sunday and nearly killed myself. Seriously, it's was not. It's been medically researched now in multi-site churches. If you do that a lot, in the end, you will do yourself damage. Uh, and, but we were just, we're keen, we want to reach people, and we're pressing forward. And we entered into a new era in the life of kings, And this site became a part of it. It was like adopted in and planted back out. While at the same time, we started a whole new site on the Lee site. And we spent years recovering on the Catford site from the 200 people we sent out and all the leaders we sent out and all the money. We literally poured ourselves into our future. And just to give you a perspective across the whole church, though this site has doubled over the five years, before, the year before we went multi-site, the average attendance at King's was some 990 people. A high Sunday, like Easter or a dedication, was 1,100 people. In 2016, we now average over 1,400 people. That's, uh, there are 400 plus more people coming every week over these last, well, that's what happened over the last five years. And now, when we have Easter Day or dedication, there's probably approaching 1,700 people. The church is radically different. It's radically different. You might feel the sights of it. I tell you, from a church perspective, it is radically different. In that time, both the Lee and the Downham site have doubled in size. Um This statistic that came from our recent church survey, thanks for filling that in, so helpful. This really surprised me. Listen to this statistic alone. 57% of the church were not attending Kings five years ago. It's basically 800 people. Think about that for a moment. 800 people were not coming to the church I was leading five years ago. That's a huge amount of... That, that's, eight, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It has radically changed the church we're a part of. And therefore, it's, it set us in this kind of environment where it's just this huge flow and movement, this huge progress. But with that, as uh, we look to establish this multi-site church, it was really demanding. There's some very encouraging signs like, last term, 90% of our average adult Sunday attendance was in groups as well. So there's been a massive growth Hundreds and hundreds of people have joined this church and also we've intentionally built community like we've never done before. And so there's much to be encouraged about. But probably the greatest challenge that we faced was fundamentally two years into this, about two, three years into this, the leadership of this church got overrun to the point that the the, the kind of team that we'd built to serve and lead a church on one site with about nine hundred thousand people, to a church that was now running six meetings across three sites, just fundamentally broke. We just couldn't do it, and we were completely overrun. Now, this happens to all organizations that grow, but it happened to us in a big way, and we had to go through a painful but necessary realignment of all our staff and the team here were fantastic. But what happened is that not only has there been huge movement and growth, some 800 new people, uh, and net growth of some 400-plus people, is that we had movement. And so we had these people, these pastors, leave us. Here we, here we have us, Nick, uh, David Misselbrook, who was uh, a trustee and a senior advisor to me for years, moved to the Bahrain. Uh, ben, as you know, who is leading the site, is now an elder in the Bristol New Frontiers Church and is doing well. Martin Alley, with Ruth, moved and retired to Salisbury, uh, and Martin is now known as the multi-site um, expert. In uh, now, if you know Martin, he's strong pastorally, strategically. It's not his primary gift, but so he's advising there. Uh, Mick Taylor. Is uh, an elder in Bournemouth and uh, doing so well. And then last week, we announced that Robert uh, felt it's time to move on. And this happens. People, people move. If you've got 800 people moving and you've got this, this, this number of staff, you're going to have movement. And it's going to require us, actually, as a church, to kind of mature into the scale now of, of what we're endeavoring to do. Because we want to keep moving forward. And so movement is here to stay. Of course, at the same time, we've had loads of new people join us. So we've had Tristan, who started here and now at Lee, and then Charles and Gulum and Neil on a cat for site, and Cindy on a Cap site, and Andy Floyd on our Lee site. And then we've had a new leadership, new governing leadership, eldership and trustees of Simon Linley of AO, Ozzy, William, and Kwaku. So just to give you a... I mean, behind the scenes, we're running like this just trying to keep up with God, because the word came, get your supplies ready, break camp, and go. And we did, and we went into uncharted territory, and we want to thank you for staying with us. As we navigated through, and now, five years on, we can kind of go, actually, we, we think, we think, we think we know what we're doing now. It's taken us five years to learn how to lead a church like this, but we are are uh, more confident that we have now things in place that we can continue to move forward. We faced some Jerichos. So uh, Joshua, uh, there's a prophetic promise, they move into to uh, take the land, but there are battles ahead. There are battles, there are Jerichos. And you know the story, they march round and the walls fell down, but that's the first battle. Uh, there are other battles to come. I honestly think the battles that um, we faced, the greatest battle, was just the, the number of people that moved and the number of new people that joined, all in a pretty short period of time. That became, particularly so you know, on the Catford site, you would have heard this before, that, that we, we couldn't open a crèche on a Catford site for 18 months. So we just, all the, all the core keen workers had, had left and so we, I had core families coming up to me saying look we're really for you Steve and for the church but I do want to be able to put my baby in the crèche yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a very yeah, I, I agree uh, but da, 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 and, and so you felt the, the pressure of the movement the challenge of uh, raising money, I'm amazed at this church we are uh, each year uh, on top of our normal giving, raising £400,000 to uh, pay for all our facilities, our development of our facilities. In fact, we've done it over the last 18 months without really having a big offering and a big push, such as the ownership. I mean, that's, oh, I, mean I think that's amazing. Uh, wow. In fact, in, in May, when we do our multi-site offering, we're going to take up an addition, we're going for £20,000 to give away to Zimbabwe so that we can build a building for staff on the Ebenezer Project. I hope you have read that in King's Life and uh, uh, will come prepared so that we can give money away. Um, I'm actually getting increasingly stirred that I would like to... This is like a health warning if you want to come to this church to get rid of the £3 million debt that we still have. And I'm thinking, could we do it in the next five years rather than keep doing it for the next 10 or 11 I'm going to kind of think, oh, just let's get, let's get done with it. Let's sort it out, and then we can... Then what could we do? Um, that's, that's not a decision. It's just me externalizing, uh, um, giving you time to pray about that. I do wonder whether we're in danger of church of being what I would call battle-fatigued. The degree of change is such that the challenge to take land is such that... If we said we're going to start another site, we want to do another meeting, uh, whether there would be the faith, the appetite, can we continue to go? I think that's a real challenge for us because we could settle and say, well, or we could, so, well, we could move back. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It's always a stretch. Um, I think there's some of the Jerichos that we face going forward. And then lastly, the people of God broke camp. Really, because God had spoken. Joshua uh, was leading a people that had heard God. They were living with prophetic promise. They had been promised land. And you move, and you take the faith and the, and the, the, the challenge and the change that comes with movement if you believe God has spoken. Um, you move with is with purpose there's purpose in moving there are reasons we uh, come to you and say let's start another cycle let's do this because we're trying to fulfill what God has said to us and I just want to remind you what God has said to us um, to this family Um, in uh, January 2012 I stood up and said look we feel God has spoken to us we expressed it through this piece of literature, the defining moments piece of literature. I'm guessing that half of you have never even seen this. And there's some spare copies just as you go out. Pick it up, have a look, because this is the prophetic word. This is what we believe as a local church God has called us to do. This is the land that God has called us to take. And it was built around that we want to be a church that shows mercy to people. We want to be a church that's on mission. We want to be a church that's growing in maturity and releasing people into ministry and ultimately multiplying everything. Because healthy, healthy bodies, healthy churches multiply. And so we've lived with this prophetic promise. And with the prophetic promise that we will be a church of 5,000. Coming out of the prophetic word of Mark 6... Of the scripture of Mark 6, and it was kind of brought to us through a poem, a prophetic poem that I uh, was given and shared with the churches. It's all in here about taking land, and that is what we believe God has called us to do. The second key prophetic word that I'm living with, you've heard me say this before, I will say it again, is that God spoke to me. He said, Kings is like Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls, I've been there. It's an amazing sight. It's a very powerful uh, waterfall. It's huge. Uh, But it is nothing compared to Victoria Falls, which I've also had the privilege of visiting a couple of times, which is a mile long. And the prophetic word came to me and said, Kings is like Niagara Falls, but you are called to be a church that's like Victoria Falls, that goes wide, not only just locally, but more broadly. And I do believe... I really do believe this, that God has got a call upon us. And you work it out by serving in the, the creche or leading a group or getting here early and practicing so you, we can have worship together. That's how you work it out. But as you do that, you're a part of a family that increasingly has a call to impact broadly and widely. And we are doing that some of the time, but it's not the only through my involvement in the wider family called New Frontiers. So let's believe for a big dream. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I, th- I look ahead. Um, I'm 53. Did you know that? I know I look younger. Uh, I know I come across as a 40 year old, with, you know. But I'm 53. And um, as you get older, you think about legacy, you think about what will you hand on. But I'm young enough to think there's a little way to go yet, and so I dream. I dream that in five, what can we do in
0: five years?
1: Um, they say the best indicator for future performance is past performance. Yeah, yeah? they do. The best indicator, if you want to look uh, about how your money's going, look back how you've handled it in the past, and that's a better future. And uh, I believe that the best is still to come. I would love to sp- believe that in five years' time, we could be five sites preaching Jesus in other locations, gathering some 2,000 people. And, uh, and uh, you know I've said this before. I believe that in 10 years' time, when I'm 63 and they're asking things like, are you going to hand this thing on in or are you going to carry on till you're 80? And I'll say, I'll well, answer that question when I get to it. But uh, why won't we believe that we would have 10 sites And reaching some 3,000 people. That's our dream. That's what we believe our future is um, about. And uh, uh, we're grateful for all that God has done in these first five years together here. Um, We're trusting that he will uh, lead us on to an exciting fulfillment of taking land. Of fulfilling the prophetic words that God has given us. Amen. Let's pray together I'm going to hand over to Malcolm I've got a busy morning I'm going to do this five times today and so though I'd love to stay round and chat a bit I'm going to jump in a car and go and see how the cathodites are doing so bless you thanks for all your support Thank you.